0: The following transmission contains unencrypted instances of explicit language. Mature audiences are cleared to proceed.
1: Welcome to Spies Like Us, a podcast where uh, Dave and myself take various spy films and really pry around the edges of them, see how they tick, ask if they really make sense under close scrutiny, and whether or not they demonstrate realistic tradecraft. This week, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to be joined by our friend Lewis from the Yammering Lou podcast. We're going to set aside our usual format, just kick back and talk about the movie itself. Dave and I will be back next week to do our usual tradecraft analysis for the movie Spies Like Us. And let's go. Shall we begin? Beginning with 1978's Animal House, studios had consistently noted solid returns on modest budget movies anchored by Saturday Night Live alumni. The budgets and ambitions of these comedies were carefully ratcheted up until 1984's Ghostbusters proved that SNL-based casting could deliver a true summer blockbuster. I'm Todd.
0: And I'm Dave. And we like to talk about spy movies.
1: Sometimes the exception proves the rule, and man, oh man, is this movie an exception. The only laughs here are the studio execs laughing their way all the way to the bank in this episode Spies Like Us.
2: I feel like, I would, like if we had some kind of like stupid bureaucracy above us that was like the Spies Like Us, people getting in the way of our podcasting. I could blame somebody instead of just myself for not doing podcast episodes enough. I don't have anybody to blame. Is uh, that fun? Who do you uh, who well? I mean, who do you who
1: do you blame most for the for the uh, debacle here? The the spooks or or the army?
2: You mean you mean the actual plot of the movie, or or you're yeah, are you talking about sure. the the, <clears throat> the crime of making the movie? Which which one are you talking about?
1: I, I I'm, I'm jumping right into the plot real quick, but we'll we'll get back to the crime of this movie.
2: I'm not even sure exactly, it's a little confusing, the dudes in the, you know, the glasses, the dudes in the suits, like the non-military guys, what were they supposed to be working for the State Department? They, I don't think they, I wasn't clear exactly on, exactly where they, I guess, I guess they did, right, because they were, they talked about giving them promotions, so that they seemed to be in the same tier as Chevy Chase and them, I mean, the same, same, like, organization, right?
1: Right, so in, <laughs> in the week, way- in the wiki, I noticed that uh, the wiki describes them as working for the Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA, uh, and there's not actually any reference to that directly in the film, except that uh, in uh, – is Pakistan where they first get dropped off? Is that right?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. their, their training isn't, but after training and they get deployed, yeah, it's Pakistan.
1: Okay. Well, you know, uh, when the two Russians show up with their little, like, uh, you know, sweater thrown on the little yuppie uniforms and stuff, um, they identify themselves as DIA. So that does support the idea that the the spooks or the suits, as Lewis is describing, are in fact supposed to be of the DIA. I did some reading on them, and uh, it's a very it's a very complicated, kind of wide-ranging uh, uh, branch of the intelligence services, but mainly their main job is to uh, get information, funnel information up to the Secretary of
2: State. <clears throat> all it makes me think about is if Dan Aykroyd's supposed to be, it, his character just jumps all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. Like, he he's a super smart guy, but then he's... He can pick out like the guy's wearing an off Timex, like suit, but yet he can't tell that there's five cameras going up and that Frank Oz is looking right at him. That's cheating. That, that 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 seems out of that doesn't seem consistent behavior to me.
1: I'm sorry. What do you what do you mean by the Frank Oz part?
2: He, like, it's obvious that they're being going to get caught cheating. The guy puts the cameras up. It wasn't even that subtle. It's like, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> right. And then he's, he's staring at them multiple times and like, Chevy, like, yeah. it's, it's so bad. Like, it's not even funny. Yeah. It's not even bad funny. It's just ridiculous. It, it makes no sense. Like, but yet he can tell the guy has a, has a fake Timex from Russia, but he, but he can't tell that he's going to be caught cheating. And why right, would he yeah. be helping him cheating? He doesn't know Chevy Chase. Like, what, they don't, that doesn't make any sense. Why is he helping him it in the first place? It doesn't. Yeah.
0: Nothing really makes sense. He, he kind of gets bullied into it a little bit. But I mean, at like, least
2: the Chevy Chase makes sense what uh, he's doing in there. He's just being ridiculous. But what, Aykroyd doesn't make sense with his character what he does in there. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And,
1: and, and the, the worst part of that is that, like, Dan Aykroyd wrote the script. I mean, he had help, but, like, you know, he couldn't even write his own character into, like, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, obviously he wants these two guys, you know, as a writer, He wants these two guys to kind of be like two misfits. You know, I mean, it should be like a a buddy cop movie, right? Like it should be a, you know, like these two guys just don't work well together and and they have different skills. But like Chevy Chase is supposed to be like he's, he's presented us to be as like maybe the guy, you know, that he's, he's lied all his way through high school. He's lied his way through his whole life. And his father was a diplomat and his grandfather was a diplomat. And so Chevy Chase should be like really good at just lying his way out of anything. Right.
2: Right. And the premise it, is good. I think the premise of the movie is funny, but they just don't execute it with any of the jokes or plot or anything. Yeah. But the premise is good. Chevy Chase, you know, going abroad and like making an ass of himself and, and front of dignitaries or ruining me like that's good
0: i just love how he's like still watching that movie while he's giving a press conference but like, yeah just does, i gotta find that movie and figure it out and watch i thought movie. that was
2: a training at first but i guess he was really doing that at first i thought that was a training exercise it wasn't clear because he's so like ridiculous in the whole movie i can't tell when it's when it's like serious yeah. ridiculous or, or joking <laughs> yeah. serious ridiculous yeah
1: <laughs> so let's 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 back up take a breath and make absolutely sure we're all talking about the same movie it's 1985 spies like us yeah uh, it's it's a contemporary film by which i mean like you know it's it's what we're supposed to see as the audience is happening in the same year that the movie comes out that's 1985 that's uh that's Reagan-era Cold War. What movie and...
2: do you think this is most like? That's what I just thought of. Of in in Like in the 80s, what others... It doesn't even have to be exactly a spy movie, but can you think of a movie that just... Think that type of farcical...
0: Well, Todd and I were talking about this last night. This is post-Blues Brothers, and the studios wanted another Blues Brothers. It was supposed to be John Belushi instead of Chevy Chase, and it feels like they just made Blues Brothers again, but... Spies...
1: I mean i I would go with i would go with stripes.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, know. or like a stripes. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. Can imagine Chevy Chase and you can't. I couldn't imagine Chevy Chase t- playing Dak- Dan Aykroyd's character or Belushi's character in in Blues Brothers. Right? It would. It, it didn't seem like it would work. Right. So it would. It's ain't. kind of what they've done here. They 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 tried to make they tried to make it a Blues Brothers movie, but it wasn't. It's not even Blues Brothers, and it's not. And Dan Aykroyd wasn't a blues brother in the movie, and there's no there's no John Belushi.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's I, no John. So, I, I don't I mean, know if John Belushi would have improved it at all.
1: <laughs> I I don't. I don't. I can't imagine. I mean, as bad as this film is, uh, I can't imagine what a better version of this film. You know, as as much as I like John, uh, I can't imagine him working in this at all.
2: Maybe they're and, smarter than we think, because maybe that, in this kind of era, the Cold War, you just have to put a movie like that out, and like it's, you said, it did well. So it, they didn't need it to be clever. It was one of the few movies that was like that military crazy spoof, and it was of that year, and it was gonna, and it did well. You said right, so they were maybe they were right. They didn't have to write a good movie. Yeah, but I think
0: it did well because of the SNL movies. All did well. It's, it's kind of going people going for obligation. Like you get that was when the SNL cast was really hot.
1: Right. Leading up to 1985 is where you get movies like Animal House and Stripes and stuff, which are not, I mean, they're not script-heavy movies at all. And they yeah. just kind of coast along.
2: Yeah. Uh, on, maybe on, it's a military curse. Because uh, remember Eddie Murphy did that terrible movie where he's in a tank? Maybe there's a yeah. curse of military movies for really funny people in the 80s. Oh, maybe. Along, man. On, on Star
1: Power and you know, like, uh, you know, we're talking about Bill Murray and, and Lewis, before we started recording, we were talking about, like, for instance, Eddie Murphy. We were talking about people that uh, can just be funny, even if the script isn't funny. And that's true of Bill Murray. Yeah, that's true of Eddie Murphy. That's not true of Chevy Chase. Chevy no. Chase, needs a, although, although, I mean, he does get in his quips. Some of his quips are, are, you know, just even tiny things like they're they're facing a bunch of ninjas and he's just like, uh, you know, let us go and I'll bring the sun back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, he yeah, yeah. Physical comedy. Yeah. Like, I think this movie might have worked better if it wasn't involving like them out on the field. It was just like an office movie where he's just being an ass in the office and talking to different people and and like spilling copier. Like, I think that was more of his. He's not like, riding a horse's guy driving Like they try to make him into an action hero. I think that was another mistake, (laughs) right? So, so
1: I mean, what we have here again? It's like uh, you know, just looking from like the studio production. uh, You know how this move? How did this piece of shit get made? Again, like you know, got a bunch of movies that've been successful, and the studios are just seeing this formula of just plug in. uh, You know the SNL stars. And they'll make it funny,
2: and it was successful. We should we should rem- point that out. It was successful. So you know, us yeah. tripping on it, they're the ones making all the money. We didn't make any money. You know, we're just saying yeah. bad. but they, they, <laughs> they. It worked, and and blues,
1: and blues Brothers was great, for instance. So why not throw Dan Aykroyd and his buddy John Belushi under the director John Landis, and the director of this movie, Spies Like Us, is the same guy that directed Blues Brothers. You know. You got a successful team there, put them together and let it roll. Then John dies. Now, I don't know. I don't know if I mean, we've we've mentioned how badly we imagine like that John Belushi would have fit into this script in the Chevy Chase character. But let's let's take a take a breath and think that, well, maybe they had to. Highly rewrite the script and put a completely different character in. Like maybe Dan Aykroyd's original script, you know, was based on having John as his foil. And so maybe, you know, maybe it was just a rush to, uh, you know, rewrite up. And, right.
2: Yeah. Right. And,
1: and, and rewrite the entire, like, other main character. And I want to say again, like, this should have been a Buddy Cop movie. You know, it should have been like two guys that, like, you know, they, you know, one of them goes one way, the other goes the other way, and that doesn't work until the end when they it's finally. It's too frantic, out.
2: too. Right? They, they didn't give them time to develop it into a buddy ship. There's too frantic. They're just running from one thing to the next. They didn't only yeah. at the very end of these finally say, like, "Hey, I like you." But for me, I, if I was him, I wouldn't have come back for him. I, I, how would have you liked him that much to come back to save his life? based on the two minutes that they were going doctor, doctor, and then running into like, they, that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't have been that good of friends.
0: No, they wouldn't have. They were just kind of smashed together, you know, and, and it's not like they were like besties. They just kind of fell in each other's laps. Like, I I completely agree with Lewis. Like it, it's, it, there's, there's, there actually is nothing developed in this. Like they, they, I don't think there's a single character that really, it's all just kind of like, here's a bunch of stuff that happens. And some like, one-liner quips or something, you know, like "Ha ha,
2: did you get it?" You know, right. I think it did better. I think we can. We'll come back to this, but I think it did less bad at the end.
1: Do you guys? Do you guys know how? Uh, okay, I want to. I want to go into like uh, you know basic uh, act one, act two, act three, like like structure kind of stuff. Do you guys know how uh, buddy cop movies work? Did you know that they're basically romances?
2: Yeah but like a friend, like a bromance. Yeah.
1: Right. So like, right. for instance, lethal, lethal Weapon, for instance, great example, structurally, structurally, it's a romance. Um, a romance is a movie where the protagonist, like in, usually you have a, one protagonist and one antagonist, but in a romance, the protagonist and the antagonist are the protagonist and the antagonist of each other right and and the only way that they can solve the the problem of the story is when they finally realize like that they actually can get along and, and get together, and so that's what you have in like all kind of buddy cop movies uh you know murta and and Riggs right, Riggs and Murtal uh you know at the beginning, they're oil and water, but mm-hmm. at the end they they finally like click. And that's how they like win the movie, right? No, we don't get that here.
2: No. And what about when Not you enough. add somebody? What's the formula for that? Like when they add Joe Pesci, and he becomes—is that like—is that just more of the same kind of structure? You know, when you add like because when they, well, they start adding, they added him, and then they added Chris Rock, so they like added. And to their we're Rene Russo, right? Yeah, and Rene Russo. Yeah. I think he, I think he's just an additional
1: obstacle, but he might actually qualify as a nemesis as well. Right. But, uh, anyways, but uh, back to like, okay, so, uh, yeah. Um, oh, it's also I also see here that uh, John Landis he directed Ackroyd in the in the uh, prelude and finale part of the Twilight Zone movie. You guys remember that?
0: Oh, really? Oh. You
1: guys remember like uh, you know you know you want to see something really scary, right? You remember that, Lewis?
2: Yeah, but which which one it's not the one where the guys goes back in time and he's which which the I which of the skits I I'm trying to remember which of the four it was.
1: Right. It's none of the four. What it is, it's it's the um it's the casing. Uh before we get into any of the stories Oh, okay, the
2: intro, like okay.
1: Right. And then at the very end and, and that's what we see at the very beginning is Dan Eckroyd saying you want to see something really scary, and then he like turns into a monster. And at the end of the Twilight Zone movie, uh, I think it's, uh, it's where Lithgow is getting, like, carted off, you know, like, in an ambulance, and, and the ambulance driver turns out to be Dan Aykroyd, and he says again, "Okay, like, I see something really scary, and John Landis directed that part, uh, yeah. as well. So, you know, they all had a, like, a, you know, a connection with each other.
0: Yeah. yeah. they Well, yeah, they were all kind of buddies and stuff, um... I did like that the Revenge of the Nerds guy was uh, the, the tr- the training, captain drill sergeant guy. He was the head of the Lambda yeah, Lambda. Yeah, UN. Yeah, like of-
2: UN. UN. Jefferson. Yeah, he was great. I like isn't, him. Isn't this
1: the second? Isn't this the second time in our podcast, at least that in recent memory that you brought up a, a Revenge of the Nerds character?
0: Yeah, in sneakers, we had uh, Poindexter. And uh now, now we have uh we have the, the Lambda 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 fraternity head of the national fraternity or whatever. So it was kinda of fun to see him. Uh that actually was kind of fun. I liked the montage. I mean it was kind of silly, but I got a laugh out of the airplane just falling. Like like it was super silly training. It was just like here we're just gonna make a airplane you're gonna sit in a cockpit and we're gonna make the airplane fall face forward. Like Oh yeah, that I mean, I, that was
2: kind of funny because it was so low tech, such a cheese cheese ball training. You're just dumping yeah. you like a almost like a ten can airplane off of. It. <laughs> <laughs> I want,
1: I mean, it's it is it is a good laugh, but I wanted to put a pin on that. Like I I kind of felt like at that point in the movie, I had been like waiting so hard for a laugh that just like. You know, just them like just smashing a fucking million dollar aircraft into the ground for no fucking reason was like, you know, just like it just felt like a a relief of tension laugh.
2: Oh, yeah, but it wasn't (laughs) necessary. You could cut that out and it wouldn't change the movie at all if you didn't do the training there. You you wouldn't care if they did training or they said they were going to do training or they just said it and we didn't wouldn't matter.
0: You know that, yeah that's true
2: yeah nothing happened nothing happened the train nothing happened the training where they learned anything it was just kind of like like slap dash. Hey, you're doing training all right you're going now We're... it was it, yeah somehow the movie made the the perfect of being just serious enough to not be like ridiculous just serious enough to suck and not be funny
1: it was <laughs> just like gag 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 but it like, wasn't like if it, it, but it, was it wasn't ridiculous format
2: it wasn't ridiculous enough. Like it was too serious at times, like when not, but serious enough where it wasn't funny, at least not, not quite ridiculous enough. If that makes sense.
1: I I absolutely agree. And I think that like, uh, on one of my watches, one of my, on my last watch of the movie. And I think, especially when I was looking at, uh, them fumbling around in the surgery scene in Pakistan, I was thinking like, you know, this feels like something that if you handed it, like, act, act, like this scene. There's a lot of scenes in the movie. I feel like if you handed this to Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks would have come back and like put in the, like you're saying, Lewis, like the push it, push it over the edge. You know, do something fucking like argue with,
2: like they would, like he would have them arguing, like they would both be looking at the book and go, "You do it this way." You're it, you know, something, like, anything, but better than whatever that was. Something like,
1: real like put in put in something really stupid, you know, here and there, like like to punctuate the setups of the jokes that uh, again, like just you know, crashing that airplane into you know from like what like two stories up, you know, it's just fucking dumb. But like it, it punctuates and, it, let's and get it,
2: high, at least get one of them could get high off the, the you know, like the nitrous or something, just anything but yeah. better than whatever that was.
0: Yeah. I, I, well, the other thing is, uh, oh, and even when they did the, like, centrifugal force, like, G-force training, and they had those, those like, smushed smiles and hair, yeah.
2: that you wasn't even go, funny. Was, yeah, yeah, because it wasn't, because when they were doing it, it wasn't that funny. It, it should have been yeah. funny while they were doing it, but they were just like, this sucks, and then they came out and made it funny afterwards. You're supposed to make it funny while they're doing the... I think yeah. you're supposed to show them going like, oh, you're like, hey. yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was the faces look weird, too. It didn't look like a human person.
0: Yeah, it, it looked like a cartoon. The whole, yeah. The whole thing was silly. He's like, you want to get coffee? Like, aha. Like, you know, it was like knee slappers, but you and don't want to slap your like it, knee. It, it, yeah. Like
2: it, we were we were all too clear, like that. It didn't matter what happened in that training. Right. There was no there was no stakes. Right. It was just something to kill time. Right. It didn't seem like there was anything like they've got to learn this before they can it was just. This is going to kill right. twenty minutes no, of the movie. Okay, no, let's we're done. Right.
1: No, no stakes, no payoff, yeah. and and also I mean the movie uh, by the fact that they're never given any information about what they're trying to do. You know, all they're ever done is like fed like one little breadcrumb of like I don't know. Go to the next point and maybe they'll tell you what to do.
2: I yeah. don't know. Yeah, um, you know, figure it out on they, your own. You know. At least Chevy Chase should have gotten involved and made out with or had sex with a a spy or something before the very end of the movie.
1: It removes what, like, Lewis used the word stakes, and stakes are important. You always have to have stakes. The audience has to know what's going to be won or lost by the characters accomplishing or failing to accomplish something they're doing. At no point do you are are you interested in whether or not they pass training? Because you already know that it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they, did, it, you... they didn't show them doing anything. They didn't show them like passing anything. They showed them like it was clear that the guy was just like, okay, we've we've beat the shit out of. Them. Now let's send them on to the next thing where we don't give a shit about them. That was all that was. It wasn't. It wasn't like trying to train anything.
0: Yeah, no, it's exactly it, there was. So, yeah, but, you know, you're saying you don't need the whole training thing. I, I think most of this movie you could cut out, and it wouldn't really change but anything. But what
2: did they do in that movie that, that they did in the training? None of that training applied to whatever it is they were doing oh, in the Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Nothing. Exactly. Absolutely exactly. nothing. Yeah. They didn't ride any horses. They weren't out in the desert. They weren't... Oh, no, no. They rode one the... horse. No, yeah. but they didn't do it in the... Did they ride a horse in, the, oh, train in the, train. the train?
0: No, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't ride the horse in the train. So why no. were they
2: jumping out of a plane when they just... and then the... and then then the the. Wait, I'm trying to remember how they... No, they didn't get there. Oh, yeah, they, they did get there by, by they landing. Dumped, they did get they, there. That was... Yeah, that's true. They, no, they that got, how, that's how they got there.
1: They got dumped in the Ace Tomatoes uh, box. Crate.
0: With, with beers and snacks.
1: Right. <laughs> which, which in, in our follow-up episode, uh, I believe that's going to hit my number three worst trade craft.
2: Yeah. That could have been funny too. I think that thing with them eating a bunch of snacks could have been funny, but they somehow even missed that one. They could have like you know had something or just like something that could have been funny. I think if they'd done it differently.
0: There's yeah I I uh, I, I mean like there was really nothing going on in that. I, a lot of this movie is just kind of like here's a gag that doesn't really pay off. And I, and I think Todd really pointed it out that it's really like, well John Belushi died. We got to rewrite the script, and this is the result.
2: You know. But do you do you feel like there was any point, any one that really hit where you said like that was a really good like or, or at least? One oh, the like, doctor okay.
0: scene. The doctor
2: scene was like the best part of the movie. Yeah, that's
1: the biggest laugh of the movie. And uh, it's, yeah, and yeah, it's, I
2: guess I didn't really, li- I didn't dislike. It. I saw, but for me, I guess I think it, it. I'm not a fan when I feel like it went on too long. But I understood what they were doing. But and I guess that's the joke is that they have to do it through the whole thing. But well, they did yeah, the
0: whole but, thing and then the and then the payoff is the.
2: We're not doctors <laughs> yeah. I, whole... I, I really I really do like that one yeah oh was pretty good <laughs> I like the I think that my favorite is is the the Russian characters at the end where you know at the at the nuke site and just even though it's very brief it was it was kind of funny that they i thought and afterwards where they I thought that was actually some of the best stuff i thought there's a good line there's a
1: good line where uh, like who what's the music that the Russians are listening to? Do you oh yeah, remember? that one
2: song. It's like a. It's like an obscure. I've never even heard of that song, really. It's not that. It's not like a hugely popular song, I don't think. But it was. Yeah, I, I can't remember. it.
1: Yeah, well, it, I, they I played
2: mean, it twice. I, they played it two different times.
1: Yeah, I I get a good laugh uh, from when you know someone identifies like that's the music that's coming from over the hill, and Chevy Chase says, "Wow, they must be
0: having
2: trouble getting gigs." <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that one slipped by me, but that's actually not. That's actually pretty good
0: uh i i liked how much the russians wanted to pretend to be like uh um, like uh, uh f- the high class bougie americans with their tight sweater and they talk with that that accent you know <laughs> it's good to see you gents <laughs> you know that was kind yeah, of funny yeah i mean
1: I, I think it's i think it's crap uh uh tradecraft on them but I, I did like, you know, I, I am at least slightly amused at how clearly they're trying to say, like, we are Americans, you know, with a yeah. with sweater tied around his neck and, you know, just adopting the fashion of the time, uh, which which doesn't. Look out of place whatsoever in Pakistan for some fucking
0: reason. <laughs> yeah.
2: isn't, that, isn't that just so far off of how how easy it would be? I know they have to make it a farce, but they they make it so over the top. Like I'm gonna hopefully assume it's way way it's very very hard to just go in and steal a ICBM like that. So and they make it like it pretty easy in the end. That I think that's just a little too much for me. That they make it that easy for something that well, serious. It's a little beyond belief too much beyond belief for me i think uh,
1: i'm going to be i'm going to be flagging that as as well because uh you know in in the follow up episode where dave and i are going to really break down the tradecraft as much as we can for this <laughs> movie but uh you know i noted that uh by the time by the time our our heroes get to the site uh they they note that the russians have not yet set up their comm link right
0: Right.
1: How much time has passed between that point and the previous point where the ICPM was first identified?
2: It's didn't it, didn't it take about? I heard. Dan, I thought in the, he says it's like a twenty-two minute round trip or something. Twenty-two minutes to get there or something. Or and then they wonder what no, that was. The, that was with our no, response. They were working on how fast. Yeah. The time be, uh, before training, it was launched.
1: The entire training period. Yeah.
0: Which, yeah. even
1: if their training period was like two months, right? which would be ridiculously short and, yeah. and stupid,
0: yeah. even
1: if all of that training happened in two months, those Russians are sitting there for two months and they still haven't set up their fucking comms? Negative spy yeah. points. Negative spy <laughs> oh, yeah, points. I didn't even
2: think about that. That's true. They still <laughs> didn't. Yeah, they didn't have their. I
0: don't know. Maybe they're trying to go dark. I, I don't know. I. I... It's a, the whole the whole thing was kind of a stretch,
2: and, and I like um, those kind of movies. I, I have a low bar for that, but it still couldn't cross. I like the crazy general saying like, "Wow, well, we're just going to take over," and the ridiculous, you know, Star Wars Star Wars machine, and like those yeah. kind of. Like, I like those kind of. I mean,
0: those are fun. You know, what really bugged me though, and I know this is a comedy, but even in Stripes, they didn't have something this silly. Was the cabin gunfight like? The, the the Russians are inside the cabin with a k forty sevens shooting at a pile of of chopped wood for fire like firewood
2: it's like too much it's like too that was like too violent for this movie, even though it wasn't that violent it didn't go with that. it that felt more like more diehardy than it did for this movie yeah Not but really, what I'm but saying is there's no way
0: it. a pile of firewood would stop a k forty seven yeah that's
2: that's true yeah, yeah that 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 is, that is true
0: yeah and yet we have Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd armed with low-caliber submachine guns. Like, they I mean, they kind of looked like maybe MAC-10s or maybe... I mean, they weren't really Uzis. I, I don't know, but they're those are low-caliber weapons. Those, those aren't rifles. Those are submachine guns. Those aren't going to shoot through a cabin, you know? Yet, yet they, like, win, you know? Because America always wins, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But, like, that was something that really bothered me, you know?
1: Well, I... I want, to say, I want to say about that, and I'm not a firearms expert, but I did listen to a podcast once upon a time about the AK-47, and I I think you're, I think you're overrating the AK. The AK is pretty much a noisemaker. It's a really shitty rifle.
0: Yeah, but it's still a rifle. I mean, the North Hollywood shootout, they were armed with AK-47s. They shot through police cars. The only thing that stopped the rounds was like the engine block. They, but it was going through the doors, like I don't or know. If might, s- maybe,
2: maybe the I don't know the physics of it, but think of it. It's not a uniform. It's just a bunch of wood. Maybe, maybe in reality it it works because the bullet gets ricocheted so much that you can't ever have any aim. You know, it'll go through, but it's not gonna go where. Yeah. You. But if they're, if they're spraying that many, though, yeah, you should get hit, though. If they're spraying like, they could've gotten of hit
0: once. You know, they yeah. didn't get hit once, and there's what three guys firing at them. You know. It, it but i'm precious. not sure about
2: it. i mean maybe it does maybe the maybe the wood ricochets the bullet and it doesn't go through. i don't know maybe it doesn't go through I, i'm not really I, I mean i have no idea really
1: i don't know i think i think i think firewood's pretty pretty good bullet stopper personally
2: uh well I, I know the wood would stop
0: it right but like there were they were like thin pieces of like it wasn't like a giant log you know what i'm saying it was like like stacked little chunks of wood you know like A piece of wood that you would throw on the fire, like that size. You would you wouldn't have to chop it. It was already there and stacked. It wasn't like wasn't like a giant. Like we're not talking about like a sequoia or a redwood here that they're standing behind. We're talking about like
2: like cut firewood, a pile of cut firewood. For me, it just didn't seem to go with the. Even though it wasn't that violent, it just it still didn't seem like the right tone of ridiculousness. It seemed too serious compared to like it Was more like the, the desert stuff and the doctor stuff was more in line and then this all of a sudden there's like a serious gunfight yeah it i know right that <laughs> just didn't i mean it wasn't that, but it still it just didn't it didn't seem like like as ridiculous as the uh, to match with the rest of the movie yeah like like at the end there's not even with the russians they don't they don't fire any guns they're just firing like you know trying darts there's no there's nothing that violent in the movie other than yeah. somebody like there might be a 500 people behind them that are gonna kill them but you don't see anything
0: yeah yeah, and, and well, well so... I mean, uh, oh god, the Russian, the Russian
1: combatants involved are uh, basically just a couple of like, you know, uh, outer patrol like cops, just out on the, you know, I mean, they're not special forces by any means, right? They're they're just like the guys. And you think that, that, you that might be like that driving a that... car around the 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 northern edges of Turkmenistan
2: you think that's realistic then the russians that would guard that at that level would be like scientist types and they would just have the military out the perimeter and they wouldn't they those guys wouldn't have to know be like military because they guard it much more like they wouldn't No, nobody should get anywhere near that missile
1: no i'm saying like that border is is like where you send your worst uh
2: cops because they have it taken care of right russia doesn't like you're not going to get drop in there you're going to have to get through a lot of crap to get to those guys like that's that's not the 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 first or second or third line of defense to prevent yeah yeah that's
1: just some guys you have like just out there patrolling the like weird places where like 99.99 percent like nobody important is ever trying to get over you just you just and also
2: don't they don't ever really do, – do, do they really explain how they get across so easily? I think they just kind of make a bunch of mumbo-jumbo up, and you just go with it. But I don't think they ever explain how they could get across the Russian border so easily at, at all. I don't think they made any attempt to it, if I'm remembering correctly. Other than saying, like, we got to do – and then it was just, okay, we did it.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, no, Dan, <laughs> Dan, Akra- that.
2: Dan Aykroyd
1: says uh, at that point, like, uh, we we gotta we got to go native – uh, which is what they should have done in the first place if they had been properly trained.
2: But you still, know, they and, would have had to still get across the populace. border. They don't. Do they really show them like sneaking across, or they just show them just going across? Is it maybe, maybe is that realistic? It wasn't that it wasn't a heavily militarized border. Or maybe is that maybe that's just realistic.
1: I, I think it is. I, I actually think it is. I think that uh, that's actually, like, something I give the movie a lot of positive points for, weirdly. Like, every time they talked about, like, what area they were in and which direction they were going to head, I was checking Google and checking, like, uh, Google Maps and stuff and, and reading up on history. And their path is actually astonishingly accurate. Like, going up from, from Pakistan and up through Turkmenistan – and uh, the, the cities they reference, and, and the locations, like that's all actually really solid.
0: Well, and they, I guess it's patrolled by those random kind of Russian ranger police guys that they run into.
2: Also, wouldn't it, I just thought of, that since they show that Aykroyd, his one big skill is solving all these problems, but yet, except for at the very end of the movie, he doesn't really use that. Much right, his that problems technical oh, problems. Dip, is
0: diplomatic? But yeah, no, no, not he the
2: diplomatic. Are... acro is just a tech guy. He only uses that. Well, he does use it to spot things. But I would have been better if, in the middle of the movie, he had like put together some bomb or do do something. Oh, you were quick. talking about
0: acro I thought you were talking. Yeah, about he never chains. had to use
2: those skills except the very very end. Yeah, when he when he recalled the, well, the the nuke or, and he, when, he, when he would, he, he, would noticed, see, like, the, uh, he noticed the Hivex girl was stuff. a spy
0: cause he spotted yeah. the box.
2: But like, I'm saying he didn't have to like tinker with a lot of stuff until uh, like the yeah. end. That would have been better if he did more of that. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, but I thought you were talking about Chevy chase. I was going to say, yeah, his supposed diplomatic skills. He never used them once. He was just kind of a smart ass and he never like won anybody over. In fact, the spy lady that, he had like a romantic fling with at the surgery scene. She was playing him. She was putting up a whole thing. Cause she, and you find out later where she's like,
2: don't I touch me. He it was right. But I think even they somehow screwed this up too. The, the, the general made a funny comment. He said, these guys are a bunch of bullshit artists. But, then they, but they should have jumped to a scene where they're doing something ridiculous. But I don't think they did, right? They just jumped to some other. That would have been the time to show Chevy Chase, you know, like watching TV or something or Dan Aykroyd, like trying to set up the Disney channel for his stupid boss. Like, but they did they just said that line, which right. but then like, they jumped to nothing, right? They jumped to they something should, else. They
1: could have had like a Chester moment. Uh, like from the uh, line,
2: now that I think about it, but it just wasn't at the time. It wasn't that funny, but it could, it actually sounds like it should be a funny line. They're like, yeah. there's these guys are a bunch of self-involved bullshit. Writers. Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like
1: uh, did, did you guys see Uh, dude? Where's my car?
0: I, no, yeah, I missed that one. a long time though. ago. Yeah. I so
1: David is the okay. Well, um, you know, it's it's basically two stoners, and uh, you know, it's kind of a Bill and Ted ripoff. But you know, I kind of like the movie, except I watched it recently, and it is hideously sexist. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> um, I I I I I still like the movie, but man, I on on the uh yeah on the sexism it's it's to be avoided uh big time but uh like for instance like you know chester he's he's like this stoner that like you know he's watching the discovery channel all the time and like at the end of the movie he uses his discovery channel knowledge you know of like you know how ants will like you know uh you know they're trying to get a stick into a thing and like he he figures it out like how the you know ah, it's it's cool it's a callback Uh, But, like, you know, Chevy Chase could have had that kind of moment.
2: He doesn't use his, like, except for at the very end when he hooks up with Donna Dixon, he doesn't use his, like, sly, like, his, you know, skills of ladies or lying or any of it.
1: Or it could have been really something stupid, like the movie that he's, like, obsessed with watching at the beginning. Like, there could have been some line that a character in the movie uses that, like, at the end of the movie, Chevy Chase, like, busts out that line and that's the perfect fucking line that, like, wins the day.
2: But I guess in one sense he's true to character because his character is supposed to be, like, a guy that's just there because of connections he has. And he's still, like, doing a shitty job. He's, he's basically kind of useless, right? Yeah. And in this movie he's, in a way, he was sort of useless a lot of the time except for he was just there to take up more of the shots. But Dan Aykroyd's doing all this stuff, isn't he? I mean, Dan Aykroyd's the one that's keeping them alive. Right, so he would have been dead right away, right? They first like Chevy Chase didn't spot those. They, they, like, yeah, Dan Aykroyd's the only one people keep keeping alive, I think.
1: So here's a good, here's a great segue for me to mention that, uh you know, I'm reading up about this movie. Like, like it's supposed to be, it's, it's supposed to be an homage to the Road movies with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, and in exactly the same way we we're talking about, like Bob Hope in those movies is the guy that actually does everything. And Bing Crosby, Bob Hope is the uh, Dan Aykroyd character. Now in these movies, they're not, they're not spies. They're, they're con men. Right. But it's always Bob Hope. That's like coming up with the plan, figuring everything out and moving the plot forward. And it's always um, Bing Crosby. That's just like this, like, you know, poon hound sexy guy that's just, like, you know, just following along and, like, always getting the girl at the end. Right. And there, there were seven of those films. They were hugely popular. They've been referenced in, like, a lot of pop culture, like, after this. Like, Family Guy did a whole series uh, that was, uh, like, based on these, I think probably uh, using uh, the Stewie and the dog character, probably.
2: Brian. Yeah, yeah, they did. They do, yeah. they, do, they, do, they tend to do adventures like that.
1: Yeah, where they go right. back
2: in time or whatever. That that's a Stewie and Brian kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a huge amount of uh, references to those kind of movies. But you know, so you can see that that, that was kind of what they were modeling after. Uh, and and keep in mind, like that that's what explains the Bob Hope cameo, which if you don't get this movie as a reference to those old movies the bob hope cameo makes no sense whatsoever
2: yeah none yeah i did totally didn't get it yeah (laughs) i just thought it was another i just i'm just was adding up the number of very funny people in this movie that didn't do funny things that's just number three
1: right yeah 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 Yeah. bob hope he's, he's there for five fucking seconds
2: Yeah, but glad i'm not sick
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what i'm saying all these gags are like knee slappers, but they're not funny So you don't even really want to slap your knee, you know
2: At least you know that you know, like the guy in his office is like the dick that you like that nobody likes Like at least something like bad should have happened to that guy that would have been funny But no, no, they didn't even give us that did they? You know, he's like the guy with chevy chase like you better study and he's like the Only thing that happened to him is it made it look sound like he farted. But I mean something yeah, yeah, like Yeah, yeah. Like like, yeah. Chevy Chase should have somehow screwed him over when he became a GL20 and done something and and Dan Acker should have gotten revenge on his boss. That would have been at least kind of satisfying. Why didn't they yeah, do that?
1: You're, you're correct. Like at the end of the movie, like maybe just walk past those two guys. Because they're GL20s,
2: say, like, right? They're way above whatever whatever yeah. their old bosses were. Yeah. Right. And they're and like heroes. To... How come they didn't have like a they should have been more like the hero shot well i guess that was the at the end with the with the the, the like the arms control arms dealer i mean arms like negotiation but it didn't seem like enough of a hero moment they needed i think they needed more of a hero moment you know like like in star wars you know they get the not that maybe not that epic but something like that they didn't get that because they did no. save the world yeah I, maybe I'm the like... one maybe the one thing we could talk about is like i said it wouldn't have to be that long, but that I read in the notes because I was watching on Amazon. They have little notes on the side that the original ending for the movie, believe it or not, was supposed to be dark, like the world coming to an end. And I, just, when I saw that, I was oh, like, oh yeah, we I, didn't even
0: talk about How, that. Could, yeah, how I could that? Saw... How
2: could that? How could that be? Like that would make no sense.
0: Yeah. But you
2: imagine this movie ending with the world coming to an end? What? what how would no. you feel? You'd be like, what the? Then you'd actually I, be I... angry. I think you'd be like, I'm, I'm angry. This movie was just. A run-of-the-mill shitty movie, but now I'm angry (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, I thought it would Be funny if they did that But, uh, yeah, no, it would have made the movie Worse, and it's already pretty bad But I I don't know It it was just I, I was reaching quite a bit Just to even, like Say anything interesting about the movie? I Except mean, like, they
2: actually test marketed it, and surprise, surprise, the audiences didn't like the bad ending, so they yeah. changed it. Like, why, why, would you, yeah. why do you need a test audience for that? <laughs> <know> yeah. That?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was like uh, it was like they were trying to reach out for a little bit of strange love, but again, like the stakes just felt so. Um, I don't know. Like I, I guess I understood that a nuclear weapon in the United States, that's bad. But right. there's, no, there's no direct connection between that bad thing and our characters that we're supposed to care about. It's distance.
2: And there's no George C. Scott saying, we're going to have a mind gap. we got to come out of there and make sure we're ahead of those risky 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> The
1: the the call it the you know the general guy like tries a little bit of that you know he's like but yeah he's not know.
2: like the guy with the fluoride their bodily fluids with fluoride like that guy's way crazier
1: right oh yeah. yeah big time big time big time I mean you know and there's there
2: is... no slim Pickens riding the nuke you don't have Slim Pickens riding a nuke that I mean, that that's there a big is loss
1: line about you know a weapon. An unused weapon is a useless weapon, or something like that. You know. So, I mm. mean, they're try They're 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 putting feelers toward that, but it never feels dramatic at
2: all. Plus, you need more, dude. Don't they realize? You, like, I'm not a military expert, but if you're gonna have a movie like that, you got at least have seven or eight guys with like stars on you. Not two, right? That that's too few.
1: I mean, if there's gonna be if there's gonna be a nuclear detonation in the United States, and I'm supposed to care about it. Besides the fact that, obviously, like you know, that sounds bad. Uh, you know, it 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 has no connection with the character's actions because they didn't know what they were doing at any point. You know, it's not like yeah. it's not like Dan Aykroyd, you know, has made a decision that now he suddenly regrets. It's just that he was like just following along a bunch of breadcrumbs and like, oh, this bad thing's gonna happen. Whoops.
2: Well, oh, yeah, and we were, Dave and I were talking about, like, what I was saying, like, how the, originally it was supposed to be a dark ending, and they actually sent it to audiences, and surprise, surprise, they didn't like it at all, so then they, yeah. could, I, could you imagine, like, I couldn't imagine how angry people would be, like, if they, if they did that, they would, I think you would be angry if the movie ended like that, with the world coming to an end.
0: Well, I think it'd be funny, but it would make the movie worse, but yeah, no, you, you're right, I think most you people don't would do come that. Out you of do that in off, a serious yeah.
2: movie, you could have yeah. a surprise ending in, like, a serious movie. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, but not yeah. in a, I've never heard of a farcical movie having a surprise dark ending. Right. Like, the only, I, I'll,
1: I'll come back to it again. I'll say Mel Brooks would have, would have turned a lot of this movie into gold.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely.
1: a lot, a lot of stuff that Mel Brooks, I think, you know, would have, he would have pushed some of the jokes over the uh, edge, Yeah, and he would have. And some more zany stuff and yes Mel Brooks's version of this movie would have ended with the world being destroyed and yeah. we would all walk out of the theater laughing our asses off
2: yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah you know, it would be like that you know be like them going like in spaceball like going like oh shit there goes a the planet like spaceball or, or like what have like, you done yeah. or like you know, like the planet of the yeah. Apes it would be like that but it would be funny yeah, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> all right so movie ratings. I want to go. I want to go in order from uh, Dave to me to Lewis. Take I, it away, Samurai Bold.
0: I don't. Know, I don't know. One. <laughs> I, I. There's not a whole lot. I mean. To, I mean. It was fun seeing, you know, the old SNL crew in a movie. Uh, I liked the doctor joke. It was fun seeing the Revenge of the Nerds guy, but I mean, like, there was really nothing. In this movie, had, for me. Had,
1: had you ever seen this movie before? We we
0: prepped, no, for- this, this is yeah, this is my first either. time seeing it, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I didn't yeah, even know that- it existed till we named our podcast. I think-, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think, I think if we had seen this movie, we would have had another round of discussions about uh what to name our
0: podcast, yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a one that's a one from uh David. I'm gonna go with a 1.5 because I can't give something a 1 unless I'm seriously, seriously sad that I ever saw it in the first place. Uh, I'm not seriously sad I saw it in the first place. It did suck. I just will bump it up for to a point five for a couple of Chevy Chase quips. I thought, like... Bring the sun back, you know there's a couple <laughs> flashes, yeah there's a couple of flashes and and doctor 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 is a hearty, good laugh, yeah, and I, I never I never want to see the movie again, but I don't regret having seen it at least once, if not just to get it off my plate and know what movie my podcast is not. Named after. <laughs>
0: we, did
2: not, we did not name the podcast after it.
0: No, we did. Not. You kind of had,
2: kinda had yeah. to do this movie eventually. Yeah, that that's a fact. That's a fact. Once
0: we found out it existed, we were like, "Oh crap, we got to so put guys this didn't,
2: You guys, that is fun. You guys, neither of you knew that this movie existed when you named the the podcast spies like us. No, we
1: we well, I knew it existed.
0: Oh, uh,
2: I, I didn't know. Yeah,
1: I did have some, uh you know uh heart to hearts with myself on whether or not you know cuz like like Dave said we we went through a bunch of names and uh our, our favorite was the dead drop that was that was that was like yeah yeah
0: big but at last it was taken by another podcast so it was like uh well we can't use that <laughs> and
1: and at the at, at the end of the day just the three words spies like us just seemed to fit like our energy of like yeah Spring. and we're also, like, you know, in a kind of way, like, we are kind of like Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Like, we're not spies.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And the, the movie would have been better if it was, like, sneakers. Sneakers, they're not out there riding, dra- like, uh or horses, or, like, they're just mostly nerding out and they, they do a few, like, capers, but they're not doing anything like that. that wouldn't you think it would have been better if they were, it was the more sneakers, like, just taking sure. place in the CIA or
0: yeah, but sneakers had a lot of trade craft, and it was pretty hefty trade craft, actually. And for those listening, definitely check out our sneakers episode because we go into a lot. Yeah, of that's it.
2: true. That, that that's the last thing I would say is it didn't give us even the fun of the like, that, It's always good fun to do like read the code to me two a alpha like in the undo the yeah. like st- you know the styrofoam like they they didn't even give yeah. us that.
0: No authenticate
2: we, two seven like and then the little coder like that. That's always good fun.
0: We're we're definitely trying to find the meat on the bone when we do the next episode for spies like us where we actually talk about the tradecraft, because there isn't very much in this.
1: Sure. But let's let's just uh let's just get Lewis's final final score. One I to
2: give five. I wanna be nice, so I wanna I wanna give it, but I can't in good conscience give it two, so I'll give it one point seven five. Just two point two five just for the good golly musmoli. And then when they're knocking the <laughs> pieces over when they that's worth point two five stars. That's,
1: What's the good golly? Ms. When, he, when Molly they ask,
2: or? they ask him the correct question about who's this band, and the Russian guy's like, "Good golly, Miss Molly!" And they're like, no nope. And then he says something else, and then it's like, "You lose, Eastern Europe." <laughs> oh, right, 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 yeah. I don't remember what the question was. It was about a band, and they but they gave him two. Ch- and then then uh and then Vanessa Angel is like sad, you know, cause she's the but then like, like Dan Aykroyd uh you know comforts her, and then Donna Dixon like kisses Chevy Chase, and they walk outside, and then that's the end of the movie. Thanks for playing, Lou. Yeah. Sure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's on the Patreon, there's three hours of me rambling on about why that can't have a, a, negative, like a negative ending. It's, just, it's like two minutes of you guys and two hours, 58 minutes of me rambling. <laughs> basically, basically, you get the Patreon so you don't get that episode. Otherwise, it automatically downloads to your phone. So walk, the Patreons yeah. <laughs> keep getting it.
1: Walk, don't run.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, run, don't walk.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Jamba. And that beep means that this
3: is the end of part one of our Spies Like Us podcast episode treatment of the movie Spies Like Us. I think we're about around episode 16 now. Wanted to try a little something different. And, uh, you know, we just love talking to Yammering Louis, he's, he's a great guy and a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, fun accomplished. We're gonna be back just uh, just with me and Dave next week to uh, break down the trade craft in the movie. Might be a short episode. Might be a little slim on that on that aspect. But you know, when we began this podcast, our commitment was to uh, you know tackle spy movies, good and bad, realistic and unrealistic. And uh, this one certainly fits uh, two of those slots. So, uh, you know, and if you've been listening to us uh, before, uh, you know, even though there's not a lot of spycraft to talk about in this movie, you can count on us to find the nuggets.
0: As always, the best way to make sure you don't miss out on that is to hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Google your favorite podcast app. Also, you can find updates on our Facebook page or website SpieslikeUs.net. And please, if you can help us out and give us some feedback by rating us and leaving comments, we're always trying to improve the show, and your thoughts would be a huge help. The preceding transmission sampled the songs Ice Cold by Audio Nautics, Enter the Party by Kevin McLeod, and Sound Effects from Freesound.org. Attributions and links are found at SpieslikeUs.net. Editing by Todd Hostetler.